What's up, guys? Today's Black Business shout-out is C Toronto. The C Center for Young Black Professionals is a Toronto-based charity that is dedicated to addressing the economic and social barriers that affect black youth. Their mission is to create a society and economy in which black youth achieve financial prosperity and a high quality of life for themselves and their families. Check them out at ctoronto.org. That's C-E-E-Toronto.org. Careers, Education, Empowerment, Center for Young Black Professionals. Now let's start the show. Have you guys had any interaction with police officers before? Yeah. Yeah. Hate them, fun oh. them. <laughs> what was it? Negative, positive. Then I'll get into my story. The one time I ran from the police, but they didn't know they was chasing me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like I've had interactions with the police that have been mm, questionable. Okay. So not bad, not good, just weird. I've had negative in terms of like the way that they're speaking. They're obviously being more condescending. Um, mm-hmm. I've been stopped in the police when I was in a car with my friend. Um, they made him get out, question him, and then came around and spoke to me. And then they were like, oh, like, where are you from? Like, where were you from? And I asked my ID and stuff. So obviously in the UK, your IDs have your address. I don't know if everyone else's ID has mm-hmm. your address, but it has like, your address on it. So they were like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, Brixton, because we were driving through Brixton. And then it was talking to me, asking me questions. They're like, you don't sound like you're from Brixton. Like, And I was like, okay. He's like, where'd you go to school? So I told him I went to school, which is like in Wimbledon. And he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so because I'm not yo-yo-yoing, like <laughs> then therefore I'm not from where I'm from, but also... Then I tell you my school, and it's just like, oh, she's the one of the educated ones. Were, kind of wait, thing. were you like, was your ID? Did it say Brixton? Yeah, or my address. Yeah, it's got the postcode on it. Also, then if he saw your ID, why he even ask you? Because they try to trip. Because they up. try to trip you up. Yeah. Fair. They want to see because they think they'll they'll check and then they'll ask you like, yeah. where are you from? And then if you say something different to the ID, then they're gonna be like, oh, so yeah. Lie. I feel like they do <laughs> that. At the, they do that at <laughs> the border one, too. Lie, right. Information. Right. <laughs> I feel like they do that at the border too when you're crossing. Like border, I've gotten questions. A whole different they story do that though. on purpose. They yeah. ask you every all the information they have. They're gonna ask you the questions. Yeah. To see everything links up. Right. I remember one time they asked me. They were like, "Do you live at home?" And I was like, "What? Uh-huh. Do you do you live at home? Do you live in your home?" And I was like, "Yes." Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't understand what you're asking me right now. If like, it's a cardboard box, it's your home. Yes, <laughs> right. I, live yes yeah. I live at my home. Like, what are you asking me right now? Were they asking if you live with your parents? No, this is America. Okay. So I don't need, he was like, do you live at your address type of thing? Like, uh-huh. and I was like. Okay, so the question, I don't know if that was, that's border? That was border, just, yeah. Okay, yeah. so obviously police ask those types of questions as well, because where your driver's license is registered may not be where you're living, because... Right. The place is cheaper for my insurance somewhere mm, else. That so there could was a be. time when, when everyone was changing it to to university when we was like in Hertfordshire right. because obviously the rent um the insurance was cheaper there than it was in um the city. Right. The city. Right. Yeah. Plus my friend that was pulled out of the car, he's black, but he lives in Sloan Square, which is like uh affluent downtown area, like central area. So people used to always be like, Oh, you black, but you live there. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why do you live there? That's not rude at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the people are like, why do you live there kind of thing? So they questioned him and stuff like that. And it was like, that was a positive in all aspects, like a positive interaction. Although they pulled us over some bullshit, but do you know what I mean? But that whole, oh, you seem educated. Oh, you don't sound like you're from there. Mm-hmm. Had this like negative like undertone where I'm just like, what the fuck you mean I don't sound like I'm from there? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like I can speak. Right. Oh, so there's a... There's you like should fall into the stereotype of Yeah, as soon as I start from Brixton, they're just like, really? Yeah. Wow. What about you, Jason? I've in Canada. Had, I know it's now luckily I've had really positive run-ins with the police. It's either been positive or man, this is some bullshit, but not anything negative. Yeah. Mm. Not anything negative where where I would contemplate maybe making a report against the police officer. Right. But right. that is all blessing. That's not what every black male's experience is obviously with police in Toronto. Now I've seen and heard police interactions with people where it's like, 
this guy's an asshole. Right. Yeah. Like he's right. he's doing a lot. He he's he's provoking the situation. He's not trying to de-escalate anything. But I can't say that in my own life personally, I've had interactions with the police that have been terrible. I've seen pe- I've seen police do illegal things. I eat my wow. I have seen police call people niggers. Mm, I've seen police wow. physically attack black men in my face, roughing them up way beyond necessary. Right. Like to to, to uh, fix the situation when they actually really just heightened the situation. Right. Something that looked like an argument, maybe when you, you were riding past or driving past, which was really just an argument. You've now come and now everyone's in handcuffs and it's just like, it just makes everything scary. Also, we were kids, mm. so you're doing too much for kids. Right. Like, but right. you think because we're black, we m- we're used to this violence. Mm-hmm. So your level of violence, so language is not they a big, understand. Yeah, so your level of violence, we should be okay with. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, relax. Do you think that there's it's a good thing that in the UK police officers don't carry Hell guns? Hell yeah, I think people seem to think yeah that the UK is some like lovely ho- oasis <laughs> that there's no that racism has been eradicated the reason why the america is the way that america is yet yeah, is because it was birthed from britain right for sure we, th- britain mm. is the grandfather america is just the son that has exceeded all expectations right. <laughs> to that grandfather. the rebellious son literally, is the america. Not, yeah, yeah re- <laughs> not even rebellious but although they claimed independence Mm -hmm. so i guess you can say that's the rebellious act but they are doing what the uk wishes they could do publicly Mm. but due to the fact that like you know they have all of the stuff with the um empire and all of that kind of stuff they're trying to move away that they are not racist and and they're not like that anymore if the police officers had guns bare black people would be dropping in the uk by the way bare black people are still dropping in the uk regardless of not having Mm. um, guns when you guys were going through the blm movement i think it was 2016 ish when it first was all the shootings were starting to happen i think that was trayvon martin and it was like a march and stuff and then there was like this many people had died by the hands of the police in the states Mm. the same roughly around the same number of people had died in police custody in the uk in custody they die in custody they They will take you in your car in their van and they will beat you as to a pulp you will die my friend also did a whole play about it wow like sorry there was a tussle you know your son got killed because he was resisting arrest that's all you know your son never makes it out of the police station Mm. that happens a lot in the uk no they can't kill you in the streets with a gun but they will beat you to shit in those jails so what's the difference and they will kill you yeah like Mm. the uk again we don't have we have guns but we don't have guns to that extent but the brutality of it all is that these little boys are getting knives and stabbing someone Mm. not a drive-by distance they are actually going up and seeing someone and stabbing them in their face yeah the level of fuckery you have to be going through to actually do that the police officers, they, they can't just shoot you because they're scared or whatever. They are purposely putting people in cars, mm. putting people in bully vans, and beating them to a pulp. Yeah. They are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, I wonder, the police are fucked out there. I don't know what it's like here in Canada, right? Uh-huh. Obviously, the shootings, police shootings of black men is not as no commonplace no. here no. as it is in, yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder how many are experiencing what you're talking about. Where they're, where getting, they're getting their ass whooped? Yeah. Uh, probably a probably a, a large amount yeah for and sure uh, because the thing is what happens uh when someone's in custody be it the police van the police station right. or the prison system there's right. no cameras in there right not to mention the camera the whatever they do whatever footage they do get them people own yeah so it's it's never gonna come out on instagram right. you're never right. gonna see it so similar to what ty's saying they might not be getting shot outright right in the middle of the road or right. or getting um, strangled to death r.i.p george floyd but yeah. It's it's probably happening behind bars. We're just not privy to. And then what makes that even worse is that you there's no public outcry. Right. So again, when everything was happening in the states, and they were like, "Oh, there's solidarity in the world. Black people are marching in the UK for what's happening in the states." That's what it was seen as Mm -hmm. on TV, Mm. and that's what even in the UK they were trying to present on TV, like the presenters were like, we're just, we're standing in solidarity. And there was black people that had to go on those shows and say, no, we're not standing in solidarity with what's going over there because of what's going on there. We're standing in solidarity because this is happening here right. too. Right. We don't have the eyes because they're not getting killed in front of us in these streets. Right. right. But we know right. they are dying. They're brazen right. in the Literally. States with it, boy. Right. 
But it's like, but at the same time, like, I don't want to say one is worse and one is better because I don't really want to say that because obviously, like I said, the guns and that kind of mm. stuff that's happening in state is extreme. Mm. And I think maybe on mass, more people have negative connotations of the police in the States than they do in the UK. But at least you know who your devil is. Right, right. Whereas in the UK, they it's, it's all a facade. It's all right. under the table, racist right. yeah. shit. Yeah. And if I could add something on... When I say that I've had either positive or slightly bullshit interactions with the police, that's not because I'm living my life as some pure priest walking mm. around. I have been praying to not run into the police right. daily. Yeah. No right. bullshit on Same. everything I love. I've been praying daily, probably since I was like 16. Yeah. That I just don't have to bump into the police today. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And what kind of trauma does that speak to? Because who prays to not bump into anybody? Yeah. It's like the Honestly. boogeyman or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I've fortunately only had a few interactions with police. Mm -hmm. I once got pulled over. I was in an ex-girlfriend's car. Mm -hmm. And she had a broken Tail. tail light. And I, I was driving. I had my mom and my sister in the car with me. And we were driving. I don't know why I did that. I saw the police car on the other side, and I looked at him. <laughs> Mistake number one. I looked at him, and then he followed me. And I was like, fuck. I was like, yo, ain't no reason for him to be able to pull me over. Okay. Ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. Lights go off. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck. What's the issue? Da, 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 da. He comes over. Luckily, and I do have to say, there is a benefit to not having no priors. Right. To never have been arrested. Mm -hmm. And it was a white officer. Mm -hmm. But the white officer was like, he was like, did you know that? I was like, why did I get pulled over? He was like, did you know you have a busted whatever? It's illegal. Da 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 da. Did you know that? And I was like, I didn't know that. No. Then he checked my stuff and he came back and he was like, listen, just get it replaced and put some red tape on it because you can get a repair ticket and I'm going to let you go. Right. I was like, oh, my God, because I was like sure. panicking. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second time I got pulled over, I was on campus. I was picking up also in the ex-girlfriend's car. I'm always in ex-girlfriend's yeah, car when I'm getting pulled <laughs> over. So maybe I, maybe I should like stop driving their yeah, cars, so. you know. So I got pulled over while already pulled over. Like I was picking up my ex-girlfriend from one of the, the buildings on the campus and I pulled over to wait for her, and I was like, fuck, she ain't outside yet. So I was going to leave, and then as I was about to pull out, the police officer lit me up with his lights, and I was like, god damn, I was about to leave. And then this is where I was like, yo, this could have went bad for me. Like, at the moment, I didn't think about it, but he was like, license and registration. I was like, the registration is in the glove box. Glove box. Oh, boy. And it was dark. Yeah. And I was like, and he was like, he was like, get it. And he pulled his flashlight out uh -huh. so he can see. Uh -huh. And in that moment, at the time, I didn't think nothing of it. But then later, I was like, yo, that could have been very That's bad scary. for me. Mm -hmm. I should have not reached for nothing. I should have been like, you can go into the glove box and grab it or like found another way. And definitely don't go looking for that shit yeah. in the glove box before they even 100%. Have 100%. Cause now you're looking extra suspicious. So when you when you when you hear all that stuff that be happening to people, and then you're in one of those situations, and then you think back like, yo, that could have been very bad for me. He yeah. could have saw something could have fell out, yeah. and he could have mistaken it for a, a gun. Mm -hmm. And and from there on, I had to be real mm -hmm. smart about everything. Like even when I watched the Ryan Coogler thing. Mm -hmm. One of the things I liked, he was like, yo, I'm not reaching for nothing. Y'all going to have to. Facts. I'm not reaching for nothing. Y'all yeah. going to have to give me the stuff. Y'all write it on a pen, mm -hmm. paper. Y'all give it to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not reaching for nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't have no pen. I don't, I'm not reaching for nothing. You give me the information. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have known that, thought of that 10 years ago. Right. Because. But even Ryan Coogler, that's, that wasn't based on some kind of supreme intelligence. That was based on trauma. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Reaching in your pocket to grab your phone, your wallet, whatever. For sure. That's, 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 um, that's an automatic response, but he chose not to because he, he knows the consequences. Yeah, and he chose, he was very smart about how he yeah. handled the entire situation. Right, he was calm. 
one of the things that is also a thing in the UK is police every year for carnival, they want to come out and show out. Yo, they love it. So they they're love on the it. streets, they're getting wines, they're getting wines. They're going down low like too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's not their first time, don't you fight. So I feel like that's the community day of the police just allowing you 420, you can go smoke some weed. Like right. no one's really gonna but also like I said, it depends on who you are. Because again, right. as a black young black man, you are guilty as soon as you step out on the door, mm-hmm. let alone if you have a little puffer jacket, let alone if you have a little side bag. Mm-hmm. They are treating mm-hmm. you like a criminal as soon as you step out on the door. So you might not be able to roam the streets on 420 smoking weed like I can because mm-hmm. I can because I'm a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're just right. out here with that girly stuff like, nah, nah, nah. like right. they're not really going to stop us, but they will stop you. Welcome everyone to another episode of the ABCs of Black podcast. My name is Redman. I am the A. I am Ty. I am the B. Asian Brit. <laughs> I'm JC. I'm the C. And always remember you are not your black past. For sure. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, first of all, go listen to episodes one through four. Then come back to this and you'll know that this is the podcast where you can get an American, British and Canadian black perspective. We'll talk about the beauty, diversity and intelligence of black culture. And today's topic is police interactions. I guess I should start it off by telling that story about the time I was running from the police and they didn't know they was chasing me. (laughs) 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 All right. So we were doing a bonfire in the beaches in the East End in Toronto. Oh, I was going to say, where are you? In Toronto, somewhere Queen Street East or something. Got you. Now, not to my knowledge, bonfires are illegal in Toronto, right? So we're having a good time. My homie's there. His girl is there. I have brought some friends. Having a great time. And then his girl saw police lights far right like these police lights were in brampton like nobody else could see them (laughs) they were way out out. so we're like all right put the fire out put the fire i'm like all right cool 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 put the fire out and then i'm like oh shit we got the evidence right here we got the the firewood and they uh was kindling and everything Uh so i'm like yo let me get the evidence let me get rid of the evidence We'll put it back in the car. We can use the firewood for another time. I grab the firewood. I'm going to the car. I'm walking as fast as I can. I turn back. I see police lights flashing, and I panicked. I turned around. (laughs) I didn't even, listen, I panicked. I was like, what am I going to do? Okay. I threw the firewood in the bushes and kept running. That's good. You ran. Yeah. Mind you, oh, I guess I should point out that (laughs) I ran. From the bonfire. Mind you, oh, I didn't even put up the best part. My boy was on crutches at the time because he he messed up his foot. So we, we just left him uh-huh. there on the beach. You left him. Well, I mean, we came back, but came back and got the homie on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. We but came back. Him. Say what? You left him. Sorry, I left everybody, okay? I didn't just leave him, okay? I and left then, everybody. And then, and then did anybody else run no. after you started running? Yes. <laughs> All the people on visas that were scared. <laughs> no. Everybody faced So the other person that ran, which I was surprised about, I appreciate that she did it, though, mm-hmm. so it wasn't just me, was also Canadian. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I feel good. I felt like we saved everybody's lives, though. You sparked a stampede. So Lives? Yeah, like if That's people excessive. got arrested, somebody got bailed them out. Oh my god! Who's gonna get arrested for a bonfire? On a beach, I don't. Fine. Also, do you know what would have been the easiest thing to do? Put the bonfire out, move to the other side. They would have come and said, "Whose bonfire is this?" Oh, they left. They've just left. You know what's so funny though? This is the thing. So, so here's the thing. I'm pretty sure it was like a trauma. I don't mess with police in any capacity. Right. Police, I'm gone. Right. Yeah. Like, you're going to be like, yo, where'd you go? I'm in Tokyo, bro. Got you. <laughs> like, I'm going to wait till the heat dies down, and then I'll be back. Right. And you ain't do nothing. I don't know that. I don't know that I didn't do anything. Right. So I'm gone. So it was it was a funny experience, though, because when we went back, and he was like, yeah, the police was like, you guys leaving? He was like, yeah. Uh, all right, y'all have a good night. Yeah. And that was the entire interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm that sure. I ran from. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time Redmond told me this story and 
it was hilarious because like you know he took off running over a bonfire <laughs> and he left the homie there who was on crutches in the sand right but i just remember also being like damn whatever he grew up with in detroit or as an american in general mm-hmm. it's really shaping the man you are now in your interactions with the police you can't even have a bonfire he ca- but it's, it's 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 it wasn't questioning it wasn't aggressive aggression it wasn't hands already on the gun it wasn't the gun aimed at you it was the cops being in in eyesight yeah that turned on his flight his flight yeah. response and he booked it i'm gone ain't no one feeling safe with the police black people mm-hmm. can't say no one most black people do not feel safer when the police are around absolutely mm-hmm. not you feel more on edge yes to be honest right so I, I I mean now weird. like, I mean I did tell him I would do it again if it happened again. But what run again? Yeah, absolutely. This, this, guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy's dangerous. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're not joking. He's gonna leave us. I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, something that you know you could get fined for. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing probably would have been a fine. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny is we went back to that same location and a bunch of people had. Uh, bonfires, right? And we saw a police officer, and we had a bonfire. He did not care. not care. So this is the thing. It it did the, not this care. Right. Thing about Canadians and policing in Canada. I feel like because Canada is like considered in most cases, because I don't know about them Jane and Finch places, right? Exactly. Mm. Uh, exactly. But in most cases, the interaction with police, I think people just again have this connotation that it's, they, they're going to come for you because obviously you're black, so therefore you don't want to do anything even things that are small that could escalate the situation so in this country you can't drink publicly you can't drink on public transport you can't drink have a bit like a can you have to cover it up if you're walking around and drinking every time i go out yeah in the summer i like to have a can so in the uk we are walking around with little cans of mixed drinks and you're just there drinking and you know even in the uk weed is legal i'm there walking down the street like Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so I don't there's no issue for me I'll get on a bus drinking my drink I don't even know if it is legal in the UK but drinking culture is not really a bad thing there so it's not issue being here all of my Canadian friends like you gotta hide that bottle you gotta put this away Mm -hmm. blah 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 the police are gonna stop you they're gonna find you if they see you drinking liquor you can't even do that at Carabana I said what that's insane this is they're going too far now it's summer we want a cocktail let me walk on the street with my little can. It doesn't even matter. Maybe if I'm doing bottles of straight vodka to the head, walking around like Outside that, of then a fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Optics are not that great. Right. I can I can understand. Give me a fine. But the way she goes about it, my friend Brenda, the way she goes about it, I'm just like, who care? I don't care, babe. Like mm-hmm. I know that you care, mm-hmm. and I know that you know that that's the rules, and you don't want to you don't want to you know go against the grain mm-hmm. again as a black person you know better right. so you kind of want to make sure you're doing everything right but maybe it's the privilege of me being english mm. that i'm just like i don't really get them i'm gonna drink my drink on these streets because i understand people if you live in a very rough neighborhood you've had really really negative uh interactions with the police yeah what i wonder is how many people who don't live uh, speaking as a canadian how many people who don't live in a rough neighborhood their idea of what an interaction with a police officer is going to be like is based off of the, the things that they see mm. americans deal with yeah because some people i hear the way that oh, i can't stand cops i hate them and da da have you even had a run-in with a cop before? Yeah, most, Where's all this coming from? And I feel like it is based on that. Even just the ideas of issues with police is passed down from generation to generation. Mm. So depending on the, how you were raised and what the interactions have been for your family is how police are spoken around, That's spoken about, even in your household. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when you're preparing your child as a black person for the police, especially as a male, to be out there, you are doing that because you've felt something or gone through something, blah, 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 blah. The level of like how scary that conversation can be depends on if it is a personal experience 
or if this is just something you know you have to do because this is the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Most of my interactions have been with the police have been just an intimidation tactic. Mm. They fling their power around. They make people get into groups. They want us everyone to line up so they can talk to everyone individually. They want to do stuff to just prove their power, right. even though it's not necessary. We're kids, like move. Do you know what I mean? I've had arguments with like in the street was about to fight my friend's boyfriend at the mm-hmm. time he was abusive i didn't stand for that mm-hmm. i was ready to fight him in the middle of the street the police wanted to arrest me because i was fighting with him or arguing with him almost fighting with him in the street but i was like you want to arrest me but this man is putting hands on my friend and you guys are not even gonna do anything about it that is a problem for me mm-hmm. um so all of my interactions with the police have been stuff like that <coughs> never in um physically have they done anything to me mm-hmm. it's more so just an image uh intimidation so if my mindset the police yeah they're foul because i know people that have had worse interactions but at the mm-hmm. same time i'm not shook to the point of maybe like running mm-hmm. based on my interaction with the police because i've not had any personal yeah. ones that have been that scary to me yeah well in my I've seen personal scarier and they weren't police and my personal uh <laughs> you know? experience it's better to run from the police when they don't know they chasing you. So <laughs> <laughs> this guy's crazy. <laughs> Do not run from the police if you haven't police. done anything. Also, don't run from the police either no. because if you run from the police, chase. you look guilty. Yeah. And I know that there's if you can do a little one, two and like run from the police without them seeing you, but as soon as they see you, do not run. Mm. I I put this out to people that are listening and I pray that you pass this information on if they see you do not run right yeah use better use better judgment even the conversation might be difficult the vibe might be horrible but if you run you are giving them a license to believe that whatever small allegation or thought they have in their mind it is correct right you are proving them right Right. and they have a right to chase you down and normally when you're chasing it goes straight into the physical they're gonna jump on you they're gonna grab you they're gonna maybe tase you they might shoot you Mm -hmm. they're gonna do anything to stop your movement and it's gonna be physical and it's gonna suck for you you're not gonna come on on top of that do not run this makes my decision even worse now. Absolutely. Yeah. It was really a bonfire, babes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not to mention... It was really literally a fire. Redmond, Redmond doesn't frequent the hood. Redmond doesn't frequent the ghetto. No. It's like, where you were, you had no reason to, to feel like... The, it was the, the beach. Yeah. You know what's funny is like... Affluent-ass crowd, Queenist. I don't know why. I really don't. Looking back, I was like, what was I thinking? Like Some trauma. You know what I mean? I wasn't really, I guess I really wasn't thinking. Yeah. You know, and also the crazy thing is since I've been in Canada, I've been here six, seven years. My interactions with police have been in Canada have been mostly positive. Absolutely. If not, all of them have been positive. Especially Metro uh, Toronto police, in my opinion. I've, I've had conversations just randomly with cops, like, just walking down the street, talking to them. But every time I see a police car, mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to hide. For sure. The police officers <laughs> that patrol majority black areas or low income areas, they got issues. Yeah. They have sure. a chip Absolutely. on their shoulder. They are literally out here trying to get the quota. I literally feel like they start their day like flexing their muscles in the in the in the mirror saying heavy like, on antagonizing who go, yeah who could we go out and fuck with today like yeah. who, whose day can we mess with yeah. i literally right. feel like police officers that are in those particular neighborhoods are like that as someone who is obviously now out of that neighborhood in the uk but here living in in toronto we are interacting with the police and they are literally looking at us like we are the good blacks we are the good blacks that are obviously really? making yeah we are we are we're the good blacks in a white neighborhood which means you've obviously done something to be able to be in that white neighborhood so mm-hmm. although they might look at us and be like mm, what's this n-word doing in this area they're less likely to do anything about it because they're not gonna intimidate you or try anything with you because it's only you one person mm-hmm. and you're in a white place where there's not really much crime or whatever going on but when you are in a sea of other black people in these black areas, they are looking at you straight away that you are guilty. And there's a possibility that you are on some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel, yeah. and I genuinely believe that's what they think. When police are patrolling, like I grew up in Brixton, uh, Brixton Hill in the UK, right? Um, in London. And obviously now it's gentrified and the police are quite lax nowadays. Um, 
in in the way they patrol, I guess, in Brixton. But when it was when we were growing up here, yeah, there was police out there, and I literally just feel like they were. Again, it's an intimidation tactic. Right. They will walk down the street, their hand on their belt. Yeah, they don't have guns, but they're walking down the street and they're literally intimidating. All we're doing, yes, there's 10 of us. Yes, we're standing on a corner, but what else are we going to do? Because you have the signs up saying we can't play ball games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> you right. can't play ball games? Yeah, literally. In some of the council estates, they have things saying no ball games. There's grass there. We can't play. Okay. Wow. Obviously, we play games and we play ball games. Right. But you're standing on the corner. All of our, you know, we used to have like all of our... Um, like our after school activities and programs and, and all that kind of stuff. You would go there, but after a while, it's a bit boring. You don't go there all the time. There was not really much to do. So we're on the block. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. Any, mm-hmm. I feel like literally anywhere where there's three people or more, black people or more, it's a gang to right. them. Right. Right. right, right. And they literally just want to come in and fuck with our little boys and fuck right. with them to, to, to antagonize them, to give them a reaction because right. their, their day and their patrol that day was boring. Right. right. So you're, they're looking for you to give them a reason. And I feel like that is universal with the way that police handle black people in their own right. neighborhoods. Mm. I just thought of a matter of black. It's like bullies coming in, just coming in just to... to just because they can. Just because they can. Yeah. And that's my problem is because they know that they can, Right. And half the times these boys are not doing it. It's existing, they're existing arrest. We're going to arrest them because they're exist, um, resisting arrest. But they're resisting because you're coming in and coming, fucking up the vibes. Right. <laughs> like, they're right. literally just chilling with their friends and you're coming in doing all of this nonsense. Like, yeah. Leave us. I just thought of a matter of black. Okay. Now, the um, police releasing the race based data here in Toronto. Okay. Absolutely. We, we could. About uh, stop and frisk? Yeah. Not, stop. Um, oh, that's stop America. Uh, Cardi, Cardi, Cardi stuff like we that. Call we call it Cardi. Yeah. yeah, well, they did one in the UK too. Yeah, called. We, we do stop. It's called just stop and search. Stop and search. Yeah, yeah. stop okay. and frisk is New York. So I can pull up the article and, and we can, you know, when we For take sure. a break and we can try to talk about that. That may Absolutely. be better yeah. black. But um, we got some things that we need to cover here. And if you listen to the podcast before, people, you know, we can talk about one topic and then don't get to the other. We do plan for these podcasts, so y'all <laughs> know. But you also know how good conversation. <laughs> conversation we 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 get bullet points like this is an organized thing right we have pre-production meetings for sure so let's just talk about black officers black police officers Mm. thoughts about them (laughs) 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 i think it's important to have black police officers absolutely for sure Mm -hmm. but i know that there is some there's some controversy, I guess, that comes up sometimes with the fact that our black police officers doing enough for the people they representing. Mm-hmm. And do people want to date black police? If you're a black person, obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. like dating black police officers and what that's like. I'll ju- I'll jump in with one thing. If there are going to be police officers around, if I'm going to have to have a run in with a police officer, the Two, three times I've had a run-in with a black police officer. It's been way better. 100%. Right off the bat, I can drop the, is he picking on me? Right. For, for, um, for some racist bullshit. Right, right. I can drop that right away. At least can you? I feel okay. like I can, okay. at least. I feel I don't, like I, I feel can. like, to my listeners, don't assume. Don't assume. <laughs> don't assume, right? I, I know I can at least drop that. So now it's like, okay, well, what did I actually do? And I feel that my interactions with black police officers have been so much more civil. There's mm-hmm. there's an under there's at least the underlying respect of this is a man to man conversation, mm-hmm. a person to person conversation, right. and not a law perpetrator conversation. Right. There's right. at least that respect there. Right. There is there is an extreme need for more black police officers because if we're gonna repair the image of the black community and law enforcement, I think the bet the smartest thing to do would be get black officers in a lot of these impoverished black mm-hmm. neighborhoods, simply because you seeing a 100 pound, six foot five black kid with not a lick of facial hair on his face, you know, that's a baby. Mm-hmm. He's a big old tall ass baby, but that's a baby. But if you've, if you come from a part of the city or a part of the country where there's no black people ever anywhere, you see him, you're going to assume he's 27 years old. You you don't even know what our people look like at different stages in their world of their life. And I feel like that's going to, that's going to mess up your interaction off rip because of 
on your own unknown biases. Right. I do yeah. think on that specific subject that uh, having black officers is extremely important if we're going to fix anything. I, yeah. I had interactions with black officers when I was in university because mm-hmm. we have. So the university I went to, the police officers that patrol the university are also sworn in into the actual police department in the city. Right. Right. And there's a lot of black guys. Mm-hmm. And we built a great rapport. Yeah. Like, we had a great, like, every time I saw, they knew me, we'd have a conversation, we laugh, we joke. It was like, they give me the, like, yo, X, Y, Z, you know what I'm saying? They'd look out for me and stuff like that. And that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could have had that same rapport with white officers mm-hmm. during the university. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that I was black, oh, black kid in university, you doing your thing, that we patrol the university, there was a... Mute, there was like an understanding and a, and a, yo, we got to look out for this guy. Right. You know what I mean? So from that perspective, from what you're saying, that's mm-hmm. part of the reason I think it's important because if you are black and you know black officers, you have good interactions with mm-hmm. black police officers, that's going to change your whole dynamic of mm-hmm. how you interact with mm-hmm. police officers generally, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a, um issue with, I think Ty was talking about, there's the intimidation factor for sure and i guess the question is do you find that intimidation factor is more with the white officers than it is with black officers or officers of color so with this let me just go back to just black uh, officers in general Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i premise to say that i premise this to say that i do believe that is necessary Mm -hmm. that there are black police officers in the police force, especially when it comes to patrolling black neighborhoods Mm -hmm. for the reasons that you mentioned, it is imperative. However, (laughs) Mm -hmm. my issue with some black police officers is that, are you black or are you blue first? That's Mm -hmm. my problem, right? Mm -hmm. And similar to when people talk about, you know, economics of power and black, the black, uh, black women and black men and the way black men maybe potentially abuse black women because in their household, in this, they are seen above, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens a lot with black police officers in those spaces. Because they are in the police force, they are probably treated horribly Mm -hmm. in that police force. They probably have had, some of them have had nooses put on their desks. Maybe they have been nigger on their their locker. Like they have, they've probably had to experience racism within the police force yeah. in order to have the job that they have. Right. Yeah. But then when they go outside on these streets, they have to prove that one, there is a united front. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. that they are not going easier on mm-hmm. said black person mm-hmm. because they're black and they are going to do what it looks like to fit what they believe the white person would also do. I feel like some of the interactions I have seen with black police officers have been more negative than white really? police officers. Really? Yeah. I feel more like negative than white police officers. Oh, like crazy. I said, the poli- it, I said in terms of intimidation and the issues that I've had with police officers in the UK, they haven't been too much. Like they mm. haven't been too much. Like I haven't had any physical issues with them. Um, but I have seen, uh, and obviously I've seen my friends being taken down by mm-hmm. by um, by white police officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just feel like, and maybe it's maybe it's the reason why I feel like it's worse is because they're black. Mm-hmm. Really? So I'm like, you are mm. treating this black boy like that because you're assuming he is a criminal, but right. you know that no black people are criminals, sir. Look at the color of your skin. Like you <laughs> should know better. Like mm-hmm. you should know better mm. than to just do that because there's a group of them and you want to frisk them and you want to um, stop and search them and do all of this stuff. Like if we want to talk about the police officers, if we want to talk about black or minority police officers, officers and how they even treat their own you look at the nypd mm-hmm. do you think that people in new york would say that the black police officers are not worse mm. probably not yeah what yeah listen and i just feel like they need to uh, when once you are in that system once you are in that gang i feel like a lot of them forget that they're black Mm-hmm. For sure, mm-hmm. and that they have a responsibility to change the narrative of black people internally and externally in terms of how they treat other people and how they allow their white police officers to also treat pe- people. If you are a black police officer and you see this white man doing crazy shit, mm-hmm. 
in front of you and you just stand there and do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. Mm-hmm. You've now taken blue over being black. Absolutely. Do so. What do y'all think of the dateability of black black officers? I'm down. So yeah. So my I've friend. So before I, I was like, oh hell no, I would never date a police officer. I would never date, date a police officer. But obviously, it depends on the type of man that you are. My friend actually was talking to this guy in the UK, um, and he was like in police. He was in like police training, and she was like. I'm not dating him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm not dating a police officer. Like, why the hell would I be buried to Babylon? And I was like, I <laughs> hear what you're Babylon. saying, sis. But even just in general, burying a police officer is actually very good for. They have great pensions. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they make good, good point, money. They make good money. <laughs> um, they are le- more likely to always experience a pay increase year on year, mm-hmm. even through any um, inflation or any side of like crisis, they are still on it's track. It's a secure job. A secure job and sure. make Their good budget comes money. First. For sure. Exactly. So actually having a spouse that is a police officer, financially, economically, mm-hmm. I would agree mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, for however, me. However. Okay. <laughs> however. However, it really just stands <laughs> down to the type of black man that he is. Yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. And he has to be a black man first. Yeah. And as long as you mm. carry yourself and when you step in into those doors or you put on that uniform, you know you are putting on that uniform as a black man. And what that means, mm-hmm. not that I'm a police officer first, because mm-hmm. that can right. never run for me. I, <laughs> I've never consciously thought about dating a police officer. Mm-hmm. But I met this beautiful police officer once. Mm-hmm. And all I could hear was that Lil Wayne song. Am I like a cow? Like <laughs> I was like, I remember we were, I was out. Oh man, there was this, uh, my roommate. Yo, this guy was funny. There was this very beautiful cop mm-hmm. that was like on campus. She was fine. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Can you arrest me, oh please? Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, she hasn't heard that 11,000 times. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she was beautiful, and I just was like. Luckily, it was like campus police, so there's both different, right? And that was like a good interaction, but I don't know. I feel like there's, I don't know if I would date a police officer seriously, generally. Like Uh you know, like I just, I don't know where would I meet this person. Probably in uniform, and then you give her a show. No, they go to the grocery store. They go out to clubs. They do everything that we. If you happen to upon yeah, a woman how many, who's a police how many, officer, I'll, no, I'll go for it. I've never met any police officers outside of uniform. But the, oh, the, that's because they don't tell people they're police officers. Absolutely fair. Not. You would but have I to never be get to that. I've met them, but they've all they've been white men. Oh and really? They, te- they tell you they're a cop. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a maybe a dynamic thing. Yeah. Where it's like I can tell Ty safely I'm a cop. Yeah. I don't know if Ty as a police officer would tell you that she's a cop yeah. off rip. Also, yeah. I, if I was a black woman police officer, uh, I would not tell an, a black man that I was a police officer. Not off when rip. When I first met them. No. Really? The same way I probably wouldn't tell him I was a lawyer. So Off rip, no. Why would you tell him you were a lawyer, though? I just think it just seems... Well, I feel like those are jobs that would intimidate, could potentially intimidate a man. I mean, I mm, would. Really? I would tell, because I don't give a fuck. Right. But I feel like those are jobs that women maybe wouldn't tell. Like there are women who are doctors that don't on their first date tell men that they're doctors because they feel like that would intimidate a man. Really? And therefore yeah. he doesn't want to I would call that girl sick all the time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> if I'm on a date with you, you tell me you're a doctor? Oh, yo, oh, yo. oh, oh. I, okay, I say Can this you check my pause, please? Very, What's your ring size? Very <laughs> secure men. And mm-hmm. that's why I've noticed by doing this podcast with you guys, you guys are a special type of black man. Okay, please Honestly, let your friends know. I'm gonna for me, <laughs> not for JC. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Right, but you don't want to. You don't want to be in a serious relationship. I'm not hooking up my friends. We can run through them like track. No. Whoa, whoa. Run true. But if not you want to, like if you want to be serious, then yeah. Mm, maybe like some other sport, but like no, I'm joking. Mm. Let me stop. No. Swim through them. I, I <laughs> <laughs> swim in them. Backstroke, breaststroke. The whole thing, you know. The whole thing. No. But even even um, I have I have a family member who's a police officer. I have uh, guys I went to high school who are now police, police officers. officers. And I had a conversation with one of those gentlemen one time, and I was asking him like, "Well, what's your experience as like, you know, with the with with your with your fr- your friend circle and your and your your family with you being a cop?" And he said it so plain and simple to me. He's like, "Bro, 
I'm trying to get to the next level so I can catch sex offenders and child molesters. Mm. He's like, whatever someone thinks about me wearing my uniform right, right, right. now, he's like, I don't give a fuck. He's got a purpose. He's like, he's, think. he's like, my purpose is right. to get them type of people off right, the street. Right. It just so happens that I have to wear this uniform right now to start. Right. But he's like, watch when I hit that five-year mark and mm. I can actually start doing tests and taking courses to get up to a detective level. He's like, okay. you damn right, I'm jumping. Okay. And he's like, if you don't respect that right now, he's like, that's fine, but that has right. nothing to do with right. me. Yeah. So there's the journey. It's not just becoming a police officer to be Some policing be- it. Or Some like, people, yeah. Because, because I mean, I, I know it's I- idealistic, but it's like, there, there are some people who are joining the police force to to actually make positive change in the community. Yeah. The problem is yeah. they get salted with all of the people who just want power. Right, yeah. right. And the problem is the people who just want power, they're the ones who interact with the, with, with yeah. the, the community. <clears throat> and you know what's so funny is just like everyone, you can have all the intentions in the world right. when you first get into right. something. And then the reality of it mm-hmm. can completely throw you off and shift you. And literally, so you never know. I feel like most times when black people do become police officers, majority of the time they are looking, hopefully to, majority of the time they are looking to make change and be another face in that lineup so Mm -hmm. that it doesn't look like all police officers are bad. Right. And I always want to say not all police officers are bad. 100%. Black, white, female, male. Right. No 100% of anything is it's, anything. It, yeah. 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 So consensus is we would date a police officer depending on. I would because that pension looking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, she's right. Yeah. She's right. She's right. Yeah. If, if if stability means a lot to you, which it probably should as an adult. For sure. A police officer is not a bad way to yeah. go. I wouldn't I wouldn't hold it against them. But again, I haven't ra- I haven't been raised up in the hood. Right, and my idea of interaction with the police officer is very different from maybe someone right. who is, right. you know what I mean, from a certain neighborhood. Okay, so what do y'all think about the whole concept of defunding the police? Okay, <laughs> I, I did that for uh, Ty. It's not yeah. logic. <laughs> defund them. Defund them does not mean eradicate the police and i need right. people to understand that Break that down when right, people please. say Thank defund yes. they don't mean that we should take all of the budget from the police and there will be no police officers because obviously we know that in the world that we live in we need police officers yeah, right. we 100%. 100% need them so we're not saying that however when we look at these budgets of these governments and these cities they have a pot and in that pot, they have to decide who gets what, including your tax money. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that includes tax money. Majority of that is tax money, right? And they have to decide who they give money to. And for years, they have been cutting from food, for um, schooling, through e- from education, from housing, from any sort of social services that could help, potentially help people that are disenfranchised. They have been pulling and cutting and cutting from those, but continuing to put money into police. As I said, the reason why I would potentially date one is because when every time there's a crisis, police officers, their salaries are not getting cut. And they're not getting cut and they're continuing getting pay rises. Why? Because they are continuing to get funding. Mm-hmm. They also, when most people are running for elections and offices, they if they them. appease police officers, mm-hmm. they are more likely to get a seat. Mm-hmm. We should know that. That is in every country. Mm-hmm. I want to point that premise. That is in every country. That is, fact. that is who normally wins if you have some involvement and you speak highly to the police. They are obviously in bed with judges, lawyers, mm-hmm. that whole makeup works so deep by defunding the police that we are basically saying that we want to do prevention and put money into prevention so in order to stop young people from dropping out of schools you know not having the education that could potentially then become a criminal we want to put money into schooling systems after school programs we also want to make sure that kids are able to eat breakfast so that they have or have free lunches when they go to school so that they don't feel like they need to be going to the block when they are 12 years old to get money because their parents cannot afford to feed them Mm -hmm. that is a life of people that is people's lives so they're saying take the money from the police and put it into those kind of things people Mm -hmm. are homeless and they are on drugs because they 
literally when you're homeless, what else are you going to do? You're going to do some crack. If there was actual better social services where people are down on their luck, food stamps, housing, mental health, help um, therapy, if there was funding for that, then maybe people would not be on the streets robbing for money to get drugs or being people get arrested for just being homeless out in these streets and filling these jails. So they're basically saying by defunding, you were removing money from the police giving him into preventative measures that then would need that would mean that we could reduce the amount of police that are needed to patrol these places mm-hmm. right. that is what defunding the police in a nutshell kind of means mm-hmm. not get rid of them we don't need them i think that's important that you uh break that down because i think a lot of people only see it at a surface level yeah right? they don't they only want to they no. only that's fair yeah. they only want to those yeah. people only yeah and so sometimes you hear people say it and i'm listening to them i'm like do you actually know what that means like how do you know break it down for me you know i'm saying defund the police i guess i guess the phrase is also it is poor wording yeah Yeah. i think it's it's very misleading Mm -hmm. because this general concept means defund the police like get rid of the money Mm -hmm. and i think really it's not getting rid of the money it's moving the money from one area reallocating and reallocating to another yeah. area that's but that's not but sexy re- but redu- it, oh, reallocate re- funds reduce the for the police officers reduce the funds for police literally it's some long-winded title it's not my not I, I get you i <laughs> don't, don't, disagree. I, don't I don't disagree with you but like the uh the, the clickbait yes. title is misleading yeah. Yeah. right so yes. people get misinformation yes. exactly you know what i mean so like i think it's important that you Seek out. First of all, don't take anything at surface level. Mm. Try to find more research. Or like your naysayers are always gonna go as sur- surface. They'll go deep if mm-hmm. it if it proves their point. They'll right. go surface if it proves their point. Exactly. And uh, defund. Wrong word, but the message is is one hundred percent on point. Absolutely. I mean, and also those people that normally majority of people that don't understand the premise of defunding the police i'm sure most of our audience i didn't have to do that explanation because most of the people that are going to listen to us right. are people that understand what that actually means mm-hmm. right so i don't think right. that we are not that audience because also we understand as black people right. what that would mean right. but the people that are adamant to not understand it are people normally that have had generations of police officers in their in their family and they're just like well my, my grandma my granddaddy was da, 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 da. so obviously right. how could they be right. these bad people why do you want to defund them also that's people's livelihoods because right. if they right. defund the police right. which is why people are holding on to it if they defund the police that means yes they won't get their pay increase every year right mm-hmm. for right. doing absolutely nothing and terrorizing people <laughs> killing people in the streets <laughs> but you know what i mean but they don't get that pay rise so obviously if, if that's your wife yeah. Living off that pension, mm-hmm. you want that pay increase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You want those things. So yeah. you saying that, and then also if the crime rate is high and media's doing this propaganda that everyone out in this in the streets are doing all of these scary things, then you need the police. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're absolutely, absolutely necessary. They're essential. I have intimate knowledge of someone who works in the social services, social work mm-hmm. field. And another reason that I do believe it is important to maybe reevaluate the police budget. Mm -hmm. If we care about handling carefully people who have mental health issues, you're going to need mental health professionals. Mm. Police are not mental health professionals. And that's fine because they're not supposed to be. Right. Right. You are law enforcement. Respect. Let's put that over here. Right. I do think what a lot of people don't realize is that there's something called obviously burnout but there's there's a concept called compassion fatigue mm-hmm. and to 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 distill it down to basic terms is you run out of fucks to give yeah. right right if i am a social service worker working with um the mental health population and day in day out hour after hour case after case is this person That's just scary. had the, the worst thing ever happened to mm. them, followed by the next person and the person after that who's had the worst possible circumstances thrown upon them. These people are burning out and right. leaving the social services field yeah. right. it, 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 in droves. And I do think that if we took the time to allocate money, A, to 
bring up more social service workers right. and maybe even work out a plan where maybe your social service workers, they work for three months mm-hmm. and then they have a paid 30, 40 days off and then they get back into it. Right. Because what what we're going to run into is, sure, we want to help out these people with their mental health issues, but if the people that are assigned to help them right. just don't want to do it no more, then, then we're, again, going to be throwing police at the situation. Yeah, 100%. And this, again, is the reason why defunding the police is necessary because the money has to come from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. And, like, those people that you're saying, they are underpaid mm-hmm. and overworked Work. and working with with traumatic things. People are going through traumatic mm-hmm. things. Day in, and they day have out. to deal with that. They have to absorb that. And then they have to go and, with their barely making any money selves, have to go back to their household and deal with their own their own issues. Mm-hmm. Defunding the police would mean that those people would actually have more budget, therefore they can make more money. Mm-hmm. And when they, those people that are helping, literally the the most underserved communities are not making money, then they don't want to do the job. And mm-hmm. they have to then look for another reason. There's a reason why people want to be influencers and nobody wants to work in social services. Right. Okay? Not because they are bad people and they don't have compassion and they don't they don't want to help people, but because it financially, economically, does not make no sense no. to do those things. Mm-hmm. You might want to do it on the side. Some people are doing it through volunteering. But even if you do it through volunteering, you're not going to get the skill set needed. No. You won't be doing all the training. No. You know, you're only just there sometimes. The expertise is not there. Also, that breaks down relationships. Mm-hmm. If you're volunteering, you're there for a couple of weeks. Someone might get really attached to you. Then you disappear. You're another person that left me. Do you know right. what I mean? So it's a whole it's a whole thing. And that's why defunding the police is necessary because it's actually just shifting, not removing, shifting the budget to other... Act- other places where it would make more sense also those people if they are trained and they have more money could then be going on these calls there was recently a guy a woman that had called the police for a welfare check on her son Mm -hmm. because he was going through mental health the police got there they shot him because Mm -hmm. they didn't know how to deal with all of his relations his his behaviors the police should obviously you call because you care about your child Mm -hmm. now she's going through it because she feels like she basically sent his her child to his death but like she was concerned however if they dispatched maybe a mental awareness professional with a police officer with a police officer could have handled that whole situation way better yeah two questions for you guys Mm -hmm. one and i don't know if this is already a part of police training do you think there should be some type of basic empathy training or i I actually think there is oh there i don't i don't think so no all i'm saying is and, and and forgive me anybody if they think this is rude. Uh, the, there was that accident where the woman and her three daughters were hit in their van by a drunk driver, right? Was here and in her Canada? Grandma, he no, not even. Okay, okay. Oh, let's okay. since we know about that oh. one, let's talk about that one where the the grandma, grandpa, and the three kids were hit by that drunk driver. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, three out, four out of the five people died in that car. Oh my god! The police officers had to look at that mm-hmm. trauma. It's no matter no matter how you slice it. I don't. I think they should have a should have some kind of training. I just don't think it it, it it's gonna work because they see too much right. BS. What I think they need is there should be one mental health professional mm-hmm. alongside with a, a police officer mm-hmm. who's there purely in a security capacity to hold the situation right. down. Mm. What do y'all? But think? I don't think sending one. Or the right. other to that situation is mm. safe simply because you're just, it's just, forgive me, you're just not dealing with the most stable people in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think, I think there's got to be more cohesion. I think maybe there should be a section of the police, op- of, of the police force where after you're sworn in as a police officer and you do a year on the road, blah, 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 you can apply to become a part of a department who is always dealing with mental health professionals yeah, I was gonna and those specific police officers who are granted access to that program, they get more extensive training mm. uh, so they can work alongside mental health professionals to spot right. all of the markers of someone who might not be doing their best. I think if we try to train up all of them, we're just going to dump more money into a situation. Right, right. What do you think about having a specialized unit of officers dedicated? Just to, what I was saying. Yes. Yeah. The, yes. yeah. I, think I think that, that but not each and every one of them. No, no, no. Just a unit yeah. specifically for sure that has you know maybe 
maybe they're tr- like looking at more. I don't know what a lot of like what police officers go to school for, like mm-hmm. what most of them go to I, university and train about. Mm-hmm. But would yeah, there be a, a, a value in like we need more police officers that maybe went to school for social work or yeah. or psychotherapy or, or whatever and all of that stuff and just mm-hmm. sworn them in as cops. Like you get the basic training, but you also have the mental health training and then that unit takes care of any mental health calls. The only thing that scares me is the liberals are just going to take 300 million of our tax dollars to develop this unit. That's not going to be, I'm saying right. we already have the mental health professionals, right? right? Right. We already have the police officers. Right. What I'm saying is that we need to have similar to that special section. I don't think that the cops need any extensive mental health training. I think what they need is enough training to realize the gun isn't the answer yeah. right. and let the mental health professional take the lead For that sure. mental health professional can do a lot more knowing they got they got security behind them Fair. and that security can do more knowing that i don't have to take lead of this situation yeah they're gonna deal with the screaming the cussing the smells the spit the this the that all i have to do is make sure that every all of us get back to our families at the end of the day that's brilliant i, I think like we should it. take the burden off each each one of those people by yeah. helping them work together but i do think that all police officers and i feel like they do but i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not sure but i feel like everyone needs to do some sort of racial biases training they should do some like introduction into mouth mental health and empathy mm-hmm. training like that should be involved in the um the um the general intake of how to be a police officer mm-hmm. um but d- and also to say they don't have to go to university and stuff like that they mm-hmm. don't have to do anything you literally could turn 18 and say you want to join the police force and then you go through police academies and depending on where you are from, those are more stringent than yeah. others. Like here, there's a whole academy in London. There's a whole academy. I don't know about them places in the states because it just looks like that person's dad was it. He now joins. Yeah. And I now think it's they different. Do I think it, I think it's different depending on where you are. I think some police independent. This is depending on the municipality and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. They do require at least a bachelor's degree. Because because I, I, I'm, I'm just going to assume uh, uh, like the Metro Toronto police, mm. mm-hmm. it's so competitive. They have so many people trying to get yeah. in that you probably do have to rank up. But to what Ty's saying is there's some places where it's like, yeah, ain't nobody dying to become a police officer. It's not a it's not a good paying job in some parts of the in some parts of the country. And it's it almost does seem like, yo, just any old asshole who wants to become a cop can now wield a gun and ruin my day if they happen to cross paths. Right. Right. That part. Right. All right, last last question, I think. Last thing we should cover. Do you think the policing of black people based on skin tone is different? Yes. Yeah, I think I think I think, yeah. I don't think we can hide from race. I don't think it's ever gonna go anywhere, not in my lifetime. And I know that's pessimistic and whack, but mm-hmm. it's 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 an anybody who says that policing isn't race based, you're you're lying to yourself. Yeah. You're an ostrich with your head in the sand. And same. obviously I can't really speak for anywhere other than the UK. Well, I mean, we can speak from the States because we see all the time. But um, mm-hmm. in the UK now, what obviously the colorism is a thing. That's not like it's not a thing because it is. Mm-hmm. Do I think that they are not going to search a light-skinned boy? No. Do I think that they assume that he's a criminal just maybe the same way they do a dark-skinned boy? Then probably, yeah. But I still feel like the aggressiveness and the perception the close perception of danger, mm-hmm. the darker you are, the bigger you are, the more black black in quotations you present, i.e. tattoos, dreads, mm. uh, height, height, beard. beard. <laughs> like when you do those, add all of that into it, mm. I feel like the way in which they would treat you and judge you will be different. A Corbin blue mixed race curly afro I don't feel like he's going to get the level of an aggression that who like someone who is even a, J- a Jason Derulo, a dark chocolate man who's taller right. and more built. They're not going to get the same interaction with the police. Not even close. I believe from what I have seen in the UK. Mm-hmm. Jason Derulo. Yeah, I couldn't think of anyone. I was really trying to find actually <laughs> someone who was but had had um, dreads. And Amarion maybe, but right. but, quite, but even, even Amarion, he's small and stuff, but he will look like they'll be like, oh, he's on drugs, we'd have. But no, even no, no, no. even to Ty's point is like, 
that's kind of what I was saying earlier about the importance of having black police officers because I think a black police officer who's hopefully ra raised around black people, you look at a Marion or Jason Derulo and you say, ah, I know guys like him. He's all right, just based on their appearance. If you've never met a black, if you've never been around black people ever in your life, Jason Derulo and Marion, dreads and beards, mm -hmm. that's like apex predator shit to them. Honestly. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're going to come with it like that. Mm. There is okay. a reason why they like Bob Marley over other reggae artists. Bob, yeah, they mm. know Bob. They don't know Buju. He looked that part. And it's obviously because. I don't know either. Oh, my God. You don't know who Bob Marley is? <laughs> no, Bob Marley, I know. Oh, I'm you don't you know who Buju Banton is? No, I don't. You don't know who Buju Banton is? Yeah. Oh, these Americans. Yeah. <laughs> me out. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't know who Buju Banton is? For shame. No. Okay, well. No. He's a reggae artist, I imagine, right? Yeah. No. Oh, did, I don't know. <laughs> I just saw uh, JC uh, shake his head. I saw I was a little confused. Just disappointed. <laughs> anyway, well. Anyway, yeah. I don't listen so to reggae saying, that like, much. That's so. what I'm saying. Like, obviously, the perception to whiteness is safeness is more desirable. So the lighter you present, I feel like, can depend on the, the level of aggression that someone could assume you have. Right. Um, when, when dealing with the police. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, I guess we can wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, give out the socials. Yes, sir. It's JC. You can follow me on Instagram at the Hovington Post, T-H-E-H-O-V-I-N-G-P-O-S-T. Yep, you can follow me on Instagram at Ty Noel. Oh, T-I-Y-E-N-O-E-L-L-E. -E. I literally always feel like I need to spell it out because JC spells it out. You can uh, follow me. I changed my Instagram. Again? No. Again? No, no, no. Since the last time. Oh, Sorry, I don't remember. Say, God damn. Uh, it's filmed by Red Boom. right now. Boom. You know, it used to be jokes on Red. Don't worry, the jokes ain't going nowhere. I'm just filming things now. So and that's, oh, F-I, excuse me, F-I-L-M-E-D. B Y R E D D, two D's, two D's, two D's. Gotcha. That's the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks Bye. for listening. Peace.